Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. Hey listeners, happy National Pharmacy Week. I hope that you are celebrating with your teams and cheering on all the great things that pharmacists and pharmacy technicians have done over the past year plus uh, in all the ways that they have helped out uh, in this COVID pandemic. Immunizations, managing drug shortages, taking care of patients, it's all been really amazing. Uh, and it's been a wonderful October uh, National or American Pharmacist Month. Um, and, you know, it's the annual uh, celebration of me uh, releasing my book, How Pharmacists Lead. I uh, can't believe that has been a whole year. I uh, was just able to speak with some female pharmacy leaders at IU Health. Uh, to talk about advancing women in leadership and was so honored to be able to speak with them on Women Pharmacist Day on October 12th. So very thrilled at the invitation and would love the opportunity to speak with your group. Uh, so without further ado, I'd love to get into this episode with Carm Huntress of RX Review. All right. So today we have a special guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Our guest is Carm Huntress, who co-founded RX Review with the mission to create a more seamless, cost-effective prescribing experience for patients and providers. Since 2013, Carm has helped develop the industry's leading prescription decision support solution, which allows providers to select appropriate medication options for their patients. By working closely with physicians, health plans, IT vendors, and health systems, RX Review is driving informed decision-making and better patient care. Carm brings more than 20 years of experience in startups focused on consumer and enterprise technology. And before founding RX Review, he served as Chief Technology Officer at Reef Partners and Audiogon. At a national level, he has played a key role in supporting data interoperability through the development of the FHIR standards and other projects with the Office of National Coordinator, ONC. He's a passionate thought leader who has presented at dozens of healthcare innovation conferences and has been featured um, on numerous healthcare and entrepreneur platforms. Carm, welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Thanks so much. I'm glad to be here. Well, thanks for joining us. Now that our listeners have heard a little bit about your background, maybe you can fill in any gaps from that intro or share a bit more about your personal life. No, I mean, from a background perspective, uh, you did a great job there. I mean, I've just been an early stage uh, technologist for a long time, an entrepreneur. I originally sort of be, you know, went to college and then um, started my first job in in uh, the voice technology space in Boston and was there for about a decade. But I've just been seeped in a lot of different types of technology and um, kind of grew up in, in product and, and became a chief technology officer and, and then started RX Review. And, and it's been really an amazing journey. Um, and healthcare needs a lot of really good technology. So um, it, it kind of fit my uh, background really well and so happy about, you know, what RX Review has done to bring 
cost transparency, uh, you know, to the point of care to help providers make better decisions. Yeah. So you're, you know, a tech guy by background. How did you make your way into healthcare? Well, it was really a, a, a curiosity, really. Um, I was in my early 30s and was looking for a new company to start. Uh, I got connected with a guy named Dr. Kevin O'Brien, who um, really had the genesis uh, of this business in, in his head, and he was a pulmonologist. And um, we met over breakfast, and he said, look, I'm you know, prescribing all these drugs to my patients. And this is, this is probably just about you know, in 20, 2012 when, when high-cost drugs really started to show up for consumers. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, I'm really struggling to prescribe the right drug. It's very hard to figure out the costs. And he had sort of cataloged um, about 110 different conditions and the medications associated with them and then sort of ranked them by cost and efficacy. And, you know, after showing me this sort of book of, uh, you know, that he thought he, he would maybe just publish on Amazon, I instantly sort of jumped to that, um, uh, you know, concept of, wow, this is really not a book. This is a technology. This is a platform mm-hmm. to really help providers and patients better understand the cost and quality of their medications. And then, you know, we launched the company from there. And it's, it's been a tremendous journey for me over the last eight years, a lot of hard years in there. Uh, to get the company to where it is because because healthcare technology is pretty antiquated mm-hmm. um but um you know that was the genesis of the company and how we got started got it so it's been around for eight years wow um that was kind of a- ahead of its time so carm when you all when you kind of partnered with this pulmonologist um and you know developed this this platform are you taking it to physicians? Um, who's, who's really your customer and who are you, um, you know, serving with RX Review? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, if you go back to the beginning, we, we tried and experimented with a lot of different modalities to get this type of information in front of consumers or, or providers. Um, at one point, you know, we had sort of set up eight, even, you know, I think it was up to eight sort of different unique partnerships with uh, clinics or healthcare providers experimenting with, you know, how do you get cl- cost data or clinical data into, um, you know, the decision-making process of either a consumer or a provider to help them uh, make better decisions. And it wasn't until about three or four years ago now when, um, you know, two things kind of converged. One is that the, the payers and PBMs, the pharmacy benefit managers, started to provide um, real-time access to get uh, cost data on any particular drug for any particular patient in real time. And, and we use a standard called real-time uh, pharmacy benefit, or sometimes people call it real-time uh, benefit check, RTPB mm-hmm. or RTBC. Uh, and, and so we use that standard uh, that that came about. And then the electronic health records started to open up opportunities um, to embed that this data uh, in the clinical workflows. And, and that was really the big shift for the company. You know, if you really think about who's making the prescription decision, who's the buyer, it's really your provider. Yeah. And, and that's a, something I think a lot of people miss. You know, there's these medication apps and stuff that try to help you to save money, but ultimately you've got to go talk to your doctor in most cases. Um, to sort of change your prescription if that's something that you want to do. And so we really came to the realization is that um, 
you know, the provider is the one you want to get this information to. Um, and if we can get better sort of cost and coverage information to the point of care at the point of decision making, when they're making the ordering decision of what to prescription to prescribe you, we can really um, dramatically change the, the, the cost um, uh, and quality uh, of the healthcare decisions the providers are making. And so that's really, um, you know, about three or four years ago, we solely focused, we sort of shut down everything else and we just focused on getting this data to the point of care to help providers make better decisions. And so it's really been an evolution to get to this point. And then uh, the company being able to scale very fast at that time, we were, you know, back in sort of 2017, 2018, we were only supporting a few thousand doctors and, you know, now we support over 200,000 doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, so the company has scaled dramatically in just, just the last, um, years. Yeah. And, you know, with the new um, requirements, uh, CMS wants any Medicare patient to have a real-time benefit review at the doctor's office. And so I'm sure that you're probably getting even more uptick with that, which will be great. Yeah, absolutely. These mandates um, that have come from CMS have really helped advance the business. Um, And, you know, I think this sort of regulatory tailwind around bringing real-time cost and coverage information um, is, is, is really showing the, the value of, of what it can do. And I think CMS is waking up to that. And we're really excited about this. We think, you know, finally people are starting to say, you know, see the, the effect they can have on providers if they just get them the information at the right time to help them make better decisions. And, you know, I think we were, we were really pioneers in that and, and helped advance a lot of this stuff. And it's really great to see um, you know, what CMS is doing um, around this. And I think there's more to come. You know, I think they're going to start to mandate, um, you know, access to other types of data beyond prescription drugs uh, to make sure there's cost transparency across the board um, for any service, for any patient on their on their particular plan. And if we can get that data to the point of care to help providers make better decisions, that's, that's going to, you know, advance things tremendously and hopefully, uh, fingers crossed, bring down the overall cost of care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And speaking of data, we all know that uh, it can be a little disparate. So where where are you plugging in to get your sources of information and how are you working to do that? Yeah. I mean, the the it's a great question. And um, the, the real-time benefit standard, which we talked about a little bit ago, what, what that standard is enabling us to do is essentially run a trial claim with the insurance company or, or, the, or the PBM uh, in real time. So we're tapping into these claim systems where we say, you know, for this particular patient on their particular plan at this particular pharmacy for this particular drug, you know, what are they going to pay? And we run that transaction and then we get back, you know, what the cost of the drug is, what, are the, you know, are there lower cost therapeutic alternatives? Um, if the drug has a prior authorization, we might show drugs that don't have a prior authorization. Or if the drug's not covered, we might show drugs that are covered on that person's plan. And then we surface that all within the prescribing workflow within the electronic health record. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, the uniqueness about us is that we've created connections to many payers and PBMs to sort of, um, uh, you know, collect this data um, and, um, 
and now today we cover about 150 million uh, lives we can do this type of pricing for. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, th that's what the EHRs and the payers and PBMs really rely on us is to be an aggregator of this data um, because, you know, there are many, many payers in the U.S., um, obviously. And, uh, you know, we want to be able to do pricing for all of them. Um, we're not there yet, um, but we, you know, we've gotten to 150 million uh, Americans. So it's a good start. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And are you also tapping into any of the pharmacies or, you know, considering any type of pharmacist, um, I guess, kind of recommendation or, you know, because, you know, in our, as, as a pharmacist, um, one of the things that I always like to help people do is think through um, you know, maybe their doctor was prescribing them a brand name medicine, but there are other alternatives that are um, equally effective. And so making those types of, of recommendations as well, or kind of suggestions, I guess, from a, a technology generated um, perspective. But first, do you help patients with diabetes select their pin needles? And have you recommended the UltiGuard Safe Pack yet? When you dispense Ultimed's Pin Needle UltiGuard Safe Pack, you promote safe sharps disposal. This protects families and your community from sharps injuries and can reduce the harmful reuse of needles. Your selection can make a difference. To learn more about Ultimed's Pin Needle UltiGuard Safe Pack, visit ultiguardsafepack.com slash podcast. Yeah, well, there's a couple different ways, you know, you can optimize cost. Uh, you know, the first one is kind of what, what you're talking about, which is there might be a therapeutic alternative um, that might be less expensive. There's also location matters a lot, you know, you know whether you do uh, different types of pharmacies or mail order, um, that can really affect price. And then, and then um, really the, the last thing is, you know, how are you paying for it? Um, we always prioritize the the you know, the person's plan above everything else, but, you know, there's coupons, there's, um, copay assistance programs, there's those type of things where we really want to help, um, you know, the patient get to the lowest cost. And I think we're at the, you know, when I really think about where we are, we're, we're doing very, very little today, uh, in terms of what we really ultimately could do. Um, you know, there are, mm -hmm we sort of cataloged there, there's actually up to a dozen different cost saving strategies that you could potentially implement. Um, I've just mentioned a few of them, but, but ultimately, you know, I hope our future really looks like more like a shopping tool, right? Where mm -hmm. you're exploring all the different opportunities, not only to find the lowest cost drug, but drug, but also the most clinically effective drug. Um, and, you know, I, th I think we've put too much reliance on providers to sort of have these answers. Uh, and I would like to see a future where, you know, a computer um, is, is probably going to be much better at sort of making these recommendations, whittling it down to a small list of really high quality options that are low cost and have really good efficacy. And they'll let the provider make the best, most informed decision. Um, today, it's pretty rudimentary in terms of what we do. I mean, today, it's, it's much more about just getting access to the data. We're kind of in, you know, coming around first base, maybe on, on uh, figuring all this stuff out. But um, that's where we are today. Yeah. And, you know, for so long, it's really been um, driven by the plan. It's like what drug was covered or not covered. So, 
Um, yeah, definitely. A, we've come a long way. So Carm, can you tell us a little bit more about, you know, why are these prescription prices so complex and, you know, maybe some of the talk a little bit more about the pharmaceutical value chain and why price transparency, um, is so important. Yeah. Well, let's take a minute and just zoom out. Right. I think that's where you got to start. You got to sort of see the value chain and all the different pieces to understand the sort of high level of complexity that a patient is up against when they get to the pharmacy counter and actually try to pay for their drug. Um, you know, you've got to realize that, you know, on their particular insurance that, um, you know, that insurance company has, has a relationship with a PBM. Um, it could be CVS Caremark, it could be Optum and, or Express Scripts, or, you know, they're now called Evernorth, but it could be with a particular PBM. And that PBM has negotiated rates with the pharmacies and manufacturers, and there's wholesalers, and there's all these middlemen, um, you know, in that value chain that make it very complex to sort of say, you know, at this particular pharmacy for this particular drug, what is the negotiated rate on this particular patient's plan? And, and that's really, you know, has led to a high level of complexity. And then, you know, sadly, because of dr rising drug costs in the last decade, you now have these very complex payment methods, right? Where it's not just a simple copay of 20 or $30, you know, it, you could, um, there's, there's high deductible plans where you're paying cash up to a certain point. Um, there's, uh, Co-insurance now, which is a thing where you're paying a percentage uh, of the dr the drug um, uh, cash price, and so it's gotten very very complicated for consumers to to sort of understand this, um, you know. And there's 450 or so health plans in the United States, um, and and all of them can have their own way of negotiating drug prices for the members that they cover. And, you know, this is a this is just sort of a web of a, a really complex thing. And we just don't have a traditional if you think about it, it's not a traditional supply chain, right, where you're, you know, the, the, the simplest thing would be the consumer goes buy the drug directly from the manufacturer, um, you know, but that is just not how uh, it works. Um, and, you know, I think it's a challenging state of affairs today. If you look at all the middlemen um, in healthcare. Uh, you know, they take about 41 cents of every dollar, of every prescription dollar. And that's kind of unheard of. Um, you know, a typical middleman in a typical value chain maybe takes 5 to 15% of, of the margin. Um, and so we have a much more complex, uh, much more challenging value chain that's driving up costs because there's so many middlemen uh, in the value chain that, that you know, are taking their, their percentage um, and, and making it more expensive for everybody. Um, but, you know, we're at a really good starting point, at least in my mind today, because we're making the market more transparent. We're, we're starting to show, you know, what the, what the co true cost is. And, and uh, that's, that leads you to sort of measure things and measure the value of what something costs. And then you can start to think about how you can improve that. So I, I think we've made good progress, but the market is incredibly complex. I'll never forget when I started the business, I, I literally had to spend about six months reading mm -hmm. because I just couldn't understand how complex um, the, the value chain is. And most people don't really understand it. Um, it's it's a very hard thing to get your, your head around. And I think it's one of the most complex value chains mm -hmm. um, ever created. Um, and, and, you know, it, it came, came to be over years and years of uh, evolving um, 
you know, the market and, you know, bringing PBMs to market and all these other entities that made it a lot more complex, but hopefully we're on a path to, to simplify it over time. Yeah. Um, and then of course we've got a lot of different policies or proposed policies. Um, drug pricing continues to be a hot issue for, uh, Americans and, uh, we keep getting bills that are introduced and, haven't made a whole lot of progress there yet because it is so complicated. And so I think, you know, there's going to be a lot of different strategies to help with that. So, um, and I think technology, you know, like, like your company is, is certainly going to be playing a great role. So um, we're glad that, that innovators like you are, are joining in and, and getting to understand the healthcare and, and pharmacy prescription market um, to help with that collaboration. So um, do you see this also helping to drive medication adherence? Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty interesting when you look at the statistics around cost and um, adherence. Uh, about one third of abandonment today, when, when someone reaches the pharmacy can, counter and sort of walks away um, or, or isn't adhere to, adhere, uh, adherent to their drug, is actually due to cost. Um, and, and, and a lot of studies have verified that. So cost really does matter. Um, there's been some more recent, recent, more disturbing studies that even a $10 uh, increase in your copay uh, leads to about 33% higher um, uh, mortality. Um, because what ends up happening is sort of, you know, if you kind of think about it, oh, my drug's now $10 more, I'm just going to skip it, right, is what kind of the consumers are doing. And then they stop taking that drug, and then they end up in the hospital and get sick. And sadly, um, more of them pass away. And it's so it's a real, you know, sad state of affairs in terms of, you know, these rising drug costs and patients abandoning them and not being adherent and leading to them being sicker. And so, you know, we've really got to do a lot more work to control drug costs. You know, if you look at, um, you know, the, the trend in generics, um, you know, they've gone up um, in the last few years, you know, upwards of $500 um, on average. Mm -hmm. And that's just unsustainable. You know, you, you really can't have a system that that's allowed to, to do that. I think, you know, we do need better regulation. I, I caution that, though, because, you know, um, you know, we do really want to keep the innovation going and we don't want to slow that down. But I think we've got to rein it in a bit um, in terms of sort of high cost drugs coming to market and, and their overall effect on um, consumers. And I think we're in for a really challenging next decade because what we're really seeing come on the market is curative um, drugs, you know, that are really dramatically, you know, I think we saw this, the first big wave was Sivaldi uh, and Hep C. Mm -hmm. And it was just, you know, I, I get it, you know, that they, they were able to charge $84,000 for the treatment. Um, it was, a, it was an absolute blockbuster drug and it, and it really, you know, I mean, it basically cured everybody. Um, but it, mm -hmm. under a, you know, but it cost the system overall a huge amount of money um, to enable that curative, uh, uh, you know, effect to take take place. Um, and so we've really got to think differently about sort of these curative things and and where they're going to go and how the drug market's going to evolve. I, I hear some scary things like you know someone's going to have a mortgage, a drug mortgage. Um, that you'll have to pay over time mm. to, to pay down the cost of a, a curative treatment. 
Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure that's the right answer. I don't, I don't think Americans can really afford that when, when uh, we already know that the third leading cause of bankruptcy is, um, is healthcare costs. And so we've got to really think differently. Um, and I, I, you know, my conclusion is really we've got to move into value. You know, we've got to make a more aggressive um, transition into really measuring the value of these drugs um, and not just enabling the, the market to sort of set the price wherever they deem they want it to be. Um, and I think as we bring more transparency and data liquidity um, around patient information, I think that will start to be enabled over the next few years. But we still have some foundational work to do to, to build to that future. Yeah. Well, Carm, how do, do people need to learn more about RX Review? Um, and so they can, you know, either start using it or uh, just learn more about what you're trying to do within, uh, you know, helping to solve this pharmaceutical pricing uh, issue and getting more information available. Yeah, absolutely. The, the easiest thing is just going to our website, which is rxrevu, so reviews spelled sort of uniquely, um, .com. And uh, you can check us out there. We're in the, under that same name on Twitter as well and pretty, pretty active on there. Um, but our website's the best, best place to go to learn more. And there's, you know, a form on there you can fill out to contact us. Um, I'm at Carm Huntress on Twitter. Um, so you can always DM me if, if you've got, got questions or want to connect. Um, but we're really excited about what we're doing. I mean, I, uh, you know, I, I always, I love a, a tool Gawande and he's such a wonderful writer and, you know, he, he, I'll leave you with this where he says that, you know, the most expensive medical device in, in healthcare is the, the doctor's pen and, and that doctors really order all the money of healthcare. And so if, if they're the ultimate decision makers, if we can be a thoughtful steward uh, and bring them information um, around the cost and coverage for every single patient in real time when they're making the decision, you know, I think we have an opportunity to dramatically change uh, the, the cost of healthcare and really stop uh, the unsustainable growth that we've got here in the U.S. So I'm so excited about the work we do every day at Arch Review and I'm really thankful for you having me on today. Yeah, awesome. Well, I um, that is a very interesting thought because, yes, there there's a lot of power in the pen, writing prescriptions, writing lab tests, lab values, um, other types of procedures and things. And, of course, we know um, drug prices is definitely um, one that is on everyone's radar. So, Uh, I'm sure you're getting lots of attention there. Well, Carm, it was such a pleasure to have you as a guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. Enjoy the conversation. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it. Share it with friends. And if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell, connect with me, Hillary Blackburn, on LinkedIn and check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group, for updates on new podcasts. Thanks for listening.